Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because I actually get to talk to my brother, uh, Colston. Uh, him and I have known each other for a while. A very close and personal friend of mine. Someone who uh, constantly prays for me, encourages me, and lifts me up. Uh, I'm so grateful to have him uh, be on this podcast and I'm excited. So tune in, listen up, and thank you so much again for tuning into the Imperfect Church Podcast. Let's get into the interview. Thank you so much for joining uh, us on the Imperfect Church Podcast, man. Thank you so much. Seriously, man. I love you, and I appreciate you, brother, more than y'all ever know. Hey, bro, it's definitely an honor, man. Trust and believe. I'm a huge fan of your podcast, man. I always enjoy and love to listen to the good word that you spread every week, man. It's just honestly a blessing, more than you can imagine. Sincerely. Hey, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that. I think for a lot of people, sometimes they think when you make a podcast that there's these, these thousands of listeners and and not that I do it for listeners or anything like that, man. I truly, my heart for the podcast is just to encourage and inspire people and to be authentic as possible, man. That's just, that's why I do it, man. It's just, if I can encourage somebody or, or, or inspire them, I've done what I'm supposed to do. So. I definitely feel it, man. I definitely feel that. And I said more than more than you can imagine. I, I can I can be assured that you have a huge group of people that just love listening to what you what you put out, man, because you have as far as quality, some of the best quality I've heard and and spreading your message and your experience through life, man. And I love it. I appreciate that, man. And I definitely will keep it coming. Um and I know especially like I have to personally thank you because you're one of those people since day one has always been a source of encouragement, a source of uh, brotherhood, not a source of brotherhood, but always like being a brother to me, man. And especially just your understanding of God has helped me out a whole lot, man. You know, very few people can I say actually will hit me up and say, man, hey, how can I pray for you this week? Or, you know, what's what's God teaching you right now? And that's something that I'm gratefully appreciative of man because there's so many people that don't have that strong uh the strong people of faith in their life that kind of pushes them forward and, and always is concerned about their spiritual health you know what i'm saying that's true man that's true and trust me I, that's uh, that's exactly how i feel about you man trust me you are like my you're like my big brother in christ you always know how to sharpen me man as far as making me really think deep especially since those days I stayed employees. I still have literally every note you have ever written me or put on my desk or just anything you texted me. Any man, I love it, man. I really do. I always go back to them. I have them in like a safe safety deposit box in my room. Oh wow! Through, yeah, man. Like it's it, it's really appreciated because, like you said, it's you know it's hard to really find those brothers that can really strengthen you and keep you focused on God and lifted on God, and especially just having to know that you know i could be going through a tough day and man you wouldn't even know that but you'll just it'll just be you'll hit me up and you'll be like hey man how can i pray for you what's what's going on in your life and we can just sit and talk man and i more than anything it's it's huge man so i thank you for that yeah and i always try to be that person who encourages you know sometimes you get that those little hitches in your spirit like man i need to reach out to this person and uh before i used to think it was weird like oh maybe i'm just maybe i'm just lonely you know what i'm saying so you know sometimes you want that friendship and that connection 
But I realize that it's so important to take advantage of those times. If somebody's on your heart, reach out to them. Uh, it, it, it's not something you should take for granted. Like God gives us that spirit of, of you know, connection and, and, and being able to call people or text them and, and reach out to them. Because you never, you really never know where people are that that point in time in the day. You never really know. As much as we want to be like, man, I know my people good. Like, dude, you've called me and texted me on some days where I was either on a ledge or close to a ledge, man. And and like I said, I always appreciate your encouragement to me, especially. It's always huge. Of course, man. It's what we're here for, man. We're here to inspire and encourage one another, bro. It's, It's the way that we live life. We do life together. And if we get the opportunity, we should definitely always reach out and encourage those in our circle and even those within, that's not in our circle man because it makes a difference like you said it makes a huge difference so that, that, I, I'm just being thankful that I can do it because you know some some days to be honest I don't have the I don't have the the encouragement or the 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 feeling to do it but you know God just in my heart and he's like man just do it man because you'll bless somebody more than you can even know and just being able to reach out and, you know, love on the people close to my life, man. Love on you and just, you know, have those conversations, man. It it means a lot. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not in my best, it makes me better throughout the day simply because I was able to make a difference in someone else's. So I, I appreciate that. It makes, it's huge, man. It's really huge. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me that sometimes people think because you have a relationship with God that you don't need encouragement, which is the furthest thing from the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like people legit think, oh, you're saved. Oh, you read your Bible every day. So every day must be a great day and a day full of roses and sunshine. But even people of faith go through struggles. And I mean, even in the Bible, it talks about when you're a Christian, you will suffer. Like there is no option of living this perfect everything is good life you know that is true man that is true and especially yeah every day is is definitely not rainbows and sunshine like you said especially working and being one with the faith it's it's it doesn't make it easier but it does make it worth it you know even the days that you do go through the struggle it's like all right what can i what can i put on myself today to really you know have a better day or what can I do to inspire somebody around me or what can I do or even when I don't feel it or I don't have it what can I do to make a difference in the day man you know sincerely absolutely man and I think yeah. uh you brought you know you and I had a conversation a day or so ago which really brought light to that and um you know just sharing a little bit without sharing everything is you saying you know hey man i'm kind of in a rut like i feel like i'm trying to do so many things at one time and nothing's working you know what i'm saying and and just kind of walk us through a little bit about like that process of of trying to get unstuck spiritually you know and honestly and i'll you know i'll even share that whole the whole story if you don't mind at least oh absolutely man Absolutely. Go ahead. You know, I have those. You know, you have those moments. Actually, those weeks, days of just feeling, just going through the motions and just living, and not even you wake up. You don't have really many expectations. You try to have expectations for the day, but honestly, you just feel tired, man. You could get a good amount of sleep, but you'll still wake up tired. You go through the day. 
you just feel sad in your spirit, just feel hurt. And honestly, that's what I've been feeling for the last probably what two, three weeks. I'm, and you know, I, I have those spells. It just kind of happens sometimes where I feel that even though I think I'm trying my best, or you know, I'm in in the spirit, or I'm you know focused on reading my word, or I'm doing doing things to try to make a better life for not only myself but for those around me. But honestly. There's times where I just don't have it in me, and when I go through that time, honestly, the ways that really get me through a struggle, man, like, honestly, it can be tough. It can be tough. I've been going through through trying to really focus spiritually, and honestly, I'll wake up every day for the last two weeks, and, man, I'll just wake up dead in my spirit, feel sad, feel out of it. You know, I could read my word. I you know, I could be trying to grasp it. I just wouldn't wouldn't really feel it. Or, you know, I try to do do activities to kind of get myself out of that rut. Can't do it, man. I literally, the last two weeks, Ryan, I've literally come, gone to work. I've come home and I've slept. And then I would wake up maybe hours later, 8, 9 o'clock. And I would just like delve into just like watching something to kind of take my mind off of it. And... Honestly, I've been struggling with that, but you know, like you said, when we had that talk, honestly, you shed a lot of light on, and you shed a lot of light, and also it also led me to what I've been reading. Like I told you this morning, I, uh, the, my verse of the week was telling me to focus on uh, Matthew five, three and four. Three and four. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it was it was really instrumental because like. It helped me see that, you know, yeah, I may be downhearted, yeah, I may be struggling, but, you know, you have a God that cares for you way more than any burden you put on yourself, way more than any struggle you put on yourself. And it helped me realize, man, like, I need to stop <laughs> being being so hard, not only on myself, but ex- I need to stop expecting that this process that I've been trying to do to get to God he's not easier but get to God it's not a mar- I mean it's not a sprint but a marathon if that makes sense no it makes a hundred percent sense a hundred percent sense and I think a lot of times what we do so often is uh, we want a quick fix you know we live in an instant gratif- gr- instant gratification society and we don't realize that sometimes you have to go through those challenging times in order to build that strength so that you can walk through your next season of life. And not saying that God purposely allows uh, bad things to happen because he doesn't. It's just life. We're going to encounter suffering. We're going to encounter tough times. But in those tough times, it's it's turning your focus to the small things that are easier to control, you know, and not looking at the overall picture i think it's so funny as you were talking just now i think sometimes when we struggle we look at our current struggle as a really big picture and we forget the small things that we can do that will really help us and really kind of turn our focus in our and realign our our identity with christ and it's important in those times that we really don't just think that this is a permanent situation 
You know what I mean? Like it's really easy to think that, man, life sucks right now. This is this is gonna suck forever, or I'm a bad person, and and we often don't align our identity with Christ when we're in our struggle. That's usually when we're not looking at how Christ feels about us, not realizing that Christ loves us unconditionally, not realizing that God has a plan for us. And so, you know, in those tough times, it's it's important, man, to really um, focus on the small things that you can control. Realize that God is with you. God is always with us. We're never outside of his presence. Um and get a support team around you man you know we're called to live in biblical community and get people who can pray alongside you who can pray for you when you can't pray for yourself and uh that's one thing i learned from you man just being honest so i learned that from you yeah <laughs> we, we talked about that because to be honest it took me a little bit to it took me learning 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 that from you in order to see how to really effectively pray for people on a on a deeper level or being able to do that I, if i can be honest with you yeah I remember yeah man i remember the very first time it was when uh you used to work morning shift and i would work night shift so you would always come to my desk and we would talk for like what 25 30 minutes before i would before i would head on back to the house and i remember the very, i think it was one of the first times i officially met you we only known each other like two three months and i remember you came to my desk and you had handed me something that you had been writing up because at the time you were still writing your book and you had came to me and you was like bro let me just pray with you and i was like what and in my in my mind i was just like that's i was like what it, you know it didn't really hit me and i was going you know i was going through a tough night at work and dog we just prayed and i took that that first initial card you had given me home and i read through it and I, again i still have all those cards and like you taught me how to like intentfully pray over someone or you know just being you know even if you don't know what that person's going through just doing it boom boldly without no second thought on it man and honestly that was that was a huge lesson for me especially in the spiritually going forward so yeah man that was, i loved it yeah man and i'm so thankful that you know I even feel like foolishly just saying, all right, let's pray. It, it was always something that I naturally went towards because, man, I haven't always I, I've, you know, I don't live a perfect life, not even still now, but I've tried to do my best to continuously grow spiritually, you know, and uh, one of the struggles, I think you and I may have talked about this, but one of the struggles I've been having recently in my life spiritually is expect like other people's expectations. And man, I was I went through a really rough season, like maybe a, a month or two ago where I was just like, I want no more expectations from anyone. Like if someone said, Brian, you should. I just immediately would blow up because I, it, you know, I felt like I had all these expectations on me. And because I couldn't meet all these expectations, I felt like a failure. And it. And, and man, it's such a burden when you feel like, man, these people expect this. These people expect that. These people expect this. They expect that. And then really um, asking God to give me clarity about stuff. And when I started to really look at my role, you know, as a husband, as a father, you know, as a leader and what I'm called to do. God gave me some clarity and he was like, listen, I wrote you this love letter as in the Bible, 
so you don't have to figure it out. Just do what I what I'm calling you to do in my word and it'll cover the spread like God's grace always covers the spread. And so when I started to like be intentional with my devotion time and really look up like what is my role as a husband? What is my role as a father? What is my role as a leader? Um, you know, in industry and bro, it changed my perspective so much because the things that God calls us to do will allow us to fulfill a lot of those expectations that people have of us or that people put on us. And man, that was probably one of the most difficult seasons I've walked through in a long time, you know, and I've been in, I've shared with you, you know, I've been in some dark places, but that overwhelming expectation that constantly reinforces failure is just that was hard for me man it was really hard now what did you feel as far as during that season what was your turning point you would say that really that aha moment that really hit you like all right i'm gonna make this change for you know to get to where you are right now truthfully man my wife and i were going through a rough season of where our communication just was not cohesive. We just weren't clicking. And, you know, we're in a lot better place now. But one of the things that she was saying is like, hey, don't you care about my happiness? You should be, you know, trying to make this marriage work and, and make me happy. And we should be doing this and we should be doing that. And, bro, I blew up because I was like, I'm at a point now where I'm struggling with just kind of like what you said with getting up in the morning with, with reading my word and making sure I'm understanding what God's trying to teach me in the now and then throwing all this stuff on me and I remember praying and, and all jokes aside Colson this was my prayer God why did you give me a hard-headed wife if marriage is to glorify you why would you give me someone who doesn't even listen or respect me and i never forget in that prayer and it was a very honest prayer from my heart because at that point I, we weren't getting along well we weren't glorifying god through our marriage and i remember god saying legit hey i wrote you this love letter as in the bible so you don't have to figure it out because that was one of my biggest insecurities as a man is that if i didn't know what to say back to somebody i either wouldn't talk or i would yell so they would stop talking to me and so god is like you know, look up and see what your role is as a husband. And I never forget, um, I think I was super busy with work or something, but it was in Colossians 3. And you know that uh, Bible verse, work is it as if you work unto the Lord. You heard of that, right? So right underneath that, it's about husband and wives. And I literally went up to look, you know, went to call myself being cute or whatever, trying to look up the, well, this is why I'm busy. I'm working is to work unto the Lord. And bam, next thing you know, it's a verse addressing how a husband should respond to his wife. I think it's like, don't quote me on this, but it's Colossians 3, I believe it. But it's like a heart, a husband should never be bitter or harsh towards his wife. And it checked me. And it checked me because my aha moment was no matter what's going on in my life, I'm biblically called to respond in a way that glorifies God. I don't need to be nasty to somebody, even if they're nasty to me, even if I'm hurting inside, it doesn't warrant 
a response to somebody else that is cruel or harsh or or um, can be detrimental to them. And that was that aha moment for me, man. And it was it's weird because sometimes, you know, when we're at odds with somebody, we go to God like, hey, God, fix them. And then God's like, no, I work on you. Like you're the one that needs to change. You're, you're the servant leader in the house. So when your mindset changes, you'll be able to lead your house better because you, you know, you got to get yourself together before you can ever point the finger at somebody else. That's so true, man. And for, for, to be honest with you, even stating that, man, it's, it's easier for us to find fault and weakness in other people may it be you know may it be like you said with your wife may it be in work friendships all of that stuff instead of actually pointing the finger to ourselves because i think it's a it's a comfortable thing it's like okay if i can put the blame on someone else then i don't have to look deep within myself and honestly that's that's i've been victim to that too but it's a it's a wrong way of living man so for you to even say and come out and be honest about that that's huge man that's a huge growth moment for you because a lot of people still in that mindset, man, you know, if I can pray, pray that they'll change and not have to pray over myself, then I don't have to face myself and I don't have to work on myself and I can just be good and doing what I've always been doing because why? It's easier that way. I can see that if I can, and if I see that person change, honestly, and you know, honestly, when you see people change, sometimes it's even, it's even worse on you because your heart isn't open to the fact that that person's changed so it's it's interesting you, you saying that it made it just made me think of all of that just came to my mind that's that's amazing man yeah and i think yeah. it's it's also important too man that we realize like uh one of the things that i learned really early in my marriage when i was doing research on communication is you can have connection or you can have control you can't have both um mm. and i've always strived to have connection and connection takes a little bit more work. Control is easy. Usually control comes from a negative place and you got malice intentions behind what you're doing. But for connection, you actually have to work for it and you have to address yourself first. And I think oftentimes that people are so focused on other people that they never develop and grow as a person. It's like, well, your porch is on fire. Well, your house is on fire. Are we either one of us in a better situation you know what i'm saying that's, that's true man that's true and i can say i can i can honestly say that from my past relationship man that's how it was for me man i tried so hard and it made me into a person that i didn't like because i noticed that i was trying wasn't trying more so for the control aspect but i just wasn't connecting because the connection part wasn't there it kind of made me angry man and you know see and it took it took a it took a lot of people to kind of tell me and show me like yo this is not who you are you know it's, it's interesting to see dynamics of who you're with and then who you know who you are around you know different people people that you know actually know you man so it, it was tough kind of seeing and knowing that so hearing you say that was was really really good and then you know from where i was to where i am now in my in my current relationship it's completely different dynamic just because like like you said with the connection part you don't try to talk to you don't try to talk to just make a response you kind of talk to understand and you kind of talk to listen so the relationship i'm at now man it's it's 
easier. Of course, you know, you know, you, you have those problems, man. But it's easier because it's like, all right, I now know that who I was back then is not going to be able to have a successful relationship. So, in order to be different, to have a successful relationship, you gotta have that connection, like you said, man, to be able to, of course, put God at the forefront, but to really focus on understanding that person and having patience with that person so you can flourish that relationship. Cause not not every relationship is gonna be easy. Actually no relationship is perfect. It's not it's not anything that is just a hundred percent. But, you know, with that understanding and connection, like you said, and actually focusing on that person, not trying to control a relationship, it makes it a lot easier for both of y'all and and trying to be open and connect with one another which is, which is good man which is good yeah absolutely man and i think one of the key things that we have to understand as people is that you don't reach an arrival point in life where you where you have it all together like we're all learning on the fly um and it's a matter of just doing your best only on a daily basis. And most important, man, learn from your shortcomings. You know, ask God for whatever you need, whether it's wisdom, whether it's discernment, whether it's protection, whether it's peace. You know, we sometimes I feel like as believers, we don't feel like we can ask God for anything. As long as your heart isn't has the right intentions, God's going to bless you with it. And, you know. I always, you know, one of the things I had to learn and especially recently is that my relationship with God cannot be transactional. I don't need to pray and I don't need to fast and I don't need to, you know, put on a show for God because I want something from God. Like God is my father. God loves me unconditionally. He will always provide for all of my needs and all I need is my needs. You know, my wants are not what defines me. They're not. Uh, the things that are going to get me into heaven. It's as long as my God says, I'll take care of all of your needs. And our biggest issue sometimes as believers is, is the faith that God to do that. And so often we get jaded between our wants. You know, I want this or I would like to have this because we so often tag our identity to our possessions or to the people around us. And it's like, no, no, God didn't call you to be that. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, that's been one of the biggest things is like, God, my faith is not transactional. My faith is because of what you've already done with Jesus dying on the cross. And if you don't do anything else for me, you are always more than a good guy and you've done more than I ever deserve. And that's how I really look at my, my walk uh, with Jesus now. I mean, it was before it was very transactional, bro. Like, I, I think I told you this, like. Man, if you want God to do something, write it down on a paper and put your hand and pray over it. it <laughs> you know, but I really have have in has really been focused on God. Search my heart. Make sure I'm not coming from a pride standpoint. Make sure I'm not coming from a I'm trying to impress somebody standpoint. But Jesus, I love you for you. You know? And that's been huge for me, bro. And trust me, I'm, I'm the I'm the same exact way. And I think I with the with adding on to that man, when I, I cause I tried the same thing, you know, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna do all these things, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna you know give everything, I'm gonna work all these things, I'm gonna help people out, and I'm gonna do all these things like I'm doing it unto God. 
And I'm, you know, it took me realizing when I actually when I burned myself out literally that you can't keep on doing these things and expecting that God's just gonna gonna bless you because you're doing the work for Him. You gotta have one, of course, the faith behind it, but two, you have to be doing things like you said from a from a standpoint where. You're doing it from a pure heart. You're doing it because you want to please God. You're doing it because you want, you know, to flourish a relationship. You want to help other people. Now, don't get it wrong. I love to help people. But, man, seeing seeing how when I was doing all those things and I was helping out everywhere, and it kind of tired me out. And it got me to a point where, you know, I got tired. And, I, you know, when, when you start seeing that, oh, I'm doing all this work. But there ain't no, 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 no tree being sown. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what, 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 what are you really doing? And then it kind of gave me that aha moment. Like, ah, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to actually focus on what God needs me to do, and then let that, let that go into the world and do, you know, do the the servant leader things. Do the uh, focusing on other people, praying and helping other people and going out into the world and being the man that he needs you to be. Because honestly, I think the turning point for me was when um, I was really down on my luck and I was struggling doing all this stuff, dead tired, man. And, you know, God had showed, showed me and told me this lesson. He said, all right, now that you're tired, did you really gain a relationship with me? Did you really... Mm. Oh, do these things because I wanted you or needed you to do it or did you do it because you thought you were going to get something out of it mm. and that part really hit me because it's like when when you're at that point and God really tells you and teaches you that lesson that you're not doing this you do, you have good intentions behind it but you're not doing it for me he really kind of makes you hit, it hits you in your heart man and then it, it made me realize like yo like where where and who am i you know and i quick little story with that man i literally i told i had told god at the beginning of um 2019 i told god I said god i don't want to be doing everything that i'm doing no more i don't care when i don't care how but I don't want to be doing all these things no more between frat stuff, between working in the church, between working two jobs, because one, it was tiring on me. It was taxing on the relationship I was having because even though I was given the time, it was just, it was tiring on my body, man. I, I slept almost all the time. And, you know, God hit me and told me, he said, yeah, you're here now. You're tired. So what's, what's the, what's, what's the, what was the purpose behind all this? And it's interesting because I kid you not, Brian, this, from where I moved to now, from where I was, God hit me with the biggest moment in August. He told me, Boston, I release you from every one of your roles. I'm giving you a brand new job and I'm moving you. And wow. man, it, it's, it was crazy, man. Like, and you know, not doing, you know, of course you still have those, those, those times where you go through the struggle and all that stuff. But, you know, God really showed you who he needs you to be because when you're at that point like you know you're just doing everything because you think because you do it God just automatically gonna bless you and then when you don't get it you hurt yourself more because then you're in this not only denial stage but you're in this place where it's like you start to 
doubt yourself. You start to put extreme amounts of pressure on yourself. People could be telling you, oh, you're this, you're that, but you don't even see yourself as that. Man, I woke up in the mirror so many times last year. I mean, I woke up in the mirror, but I woke up and I would look myself in the mirror, man, and I just did not like who I was. It's not because I wasn't helping people, but who was I? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the biggest thing for me. And when God, when God released me from everything I was doing and he told me, Coasting, is it? I need you to focus on what I need you to focus on. And I need you to do this, do this, do this job that I'm giving you. Do 100%. Help the people that I'm directing and having in your life. And then I'm going to let everything else flow. And man, like I said, it was, you know, you still have those adjustment periods, but but majority of it, man, God's really, he's really shown me who I need to be, which I thought was, that was, that, that was a huge, huge thing for me. It made me realize I don't have to work to get his favor. I can just do what he needs me to do and let everything else, you know, grow from that. That's huge, man. That's, that's the chosen obedience. You know what I mean? It's not compliance. It's, it's obedience, which is huge. And one of the things I uh, got hit me with this week when I was doing my quiet time was it's impossible to fool God. Just be honest with him and yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it is impossible to fool God. And I think so often we go through life because we can put on a smile and we can outwork everybody else. But in our heart, we know we're not doing what God called us to do. And so, you know, I've really challenged myself to be a servant leader of integrity to really, you know, even in those tough moments when I'm not feeling it is say, God, I'm not feeling it right now, but you still deserve all the glory and praise and even to start there. But man, it's I'm so encouraged by your journey, man. And I can't tell you how much it means uh, when you send me that text, you know, first thing in the morning, man how can I pray for you this week? It, it means the world. And I, you know, I appreciate our friendship, our brotherhood, man. And, you know, God's not done with you yet, man. He, he's going to do so much more through your life. And I'm excited about that. And that's no prosperity gospel, man. That's just knowing the man that you are and, and knowing what he's called you to do. So. And I, and I appreciate it. God, I always pray and hope the same for you, man. Hope you continue realizing who you are as a, a man of God, a father, a husband, man, because as far as human beings, you are probably sincerely one of the best human beings I've ever had the chance to meet and have a relationship with, a brother, brotherhood, a friendship, man, and it's it's huge, man, because always, every time I'm going through, going through something, you may not know it, but you're always there, man, you know, I always have something to reference you, it may be your emails, man, be the stuff you've written for me. Oh, it's just, just a lot, man. I, I appreciate who you are as a, as a, as a man of God, man, and I thank you for that. Man, I appreciate that, man. That means the world. And like I said, I, I just want to live a life that glorifies God. When it comes down to it, man, I just want Him to say, uh, "Job well done, my good and faithful servant." And that's just real, man. And and you know, um. I'm still a work in progress. There's still plenty of things that I have to continue to um, put at the feet of Jesus and to work on. And man, I, like I said, I appreciate you because iron sharpens iron. And, uh, you know, 
God's not done, man. God's not done, and we're not done. So, but but hey, man, thank you so much for uh, joining us on uh, Imperfect Church, uh, bro. You are always welcome anytime you want to do a podcast. I know because of this whole thing and just being in different states and having to do it over the phone. But man, I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast, man. Oh no, man! It's an honor, man. I I hope you continue doing the great work, man, because you have quality stuff and you have a a lot that the world needs to hear, man. And I appreciate what you continue to do, man. It's just an honor to be here. I would love to continue doing this with you anytime, anytime, man, anytime. <laughs> all right, brother. I'm gonna hold you to that, man. Well, Coaster, man, in all great fashion, man. I'm gonna pray us out, brother. Um, I love you. I appreciate you, man. So uh, let us pray. Uh, God, I thank you for this opportunity to talk to my brother. God, I'm so excited about uh, what you're going to do through his life so that you get all the glory and praise. God, I ask that you just continue to lead us and guide us. God, allow us to keep our focus on you. God, we know that in challenging times, it's easy to run and hide. But God, you are a God who is a protector, a provider, a peacemaker, a redeemer, a healer, all that we may need. And God, I ask that you uh, just continue to allow us to walk in your will, to not be distracted by our own personal selfishness or uh, lack of uh, faith in a moment. And God, I ask that you just continue to put up your your objects of protection around us, God, so that we don't stray from the will that you have for us. God, I'm so thankful for my brother Colston and uh, God, thank you for just putting us in the same building over you know a half a decade ago and us continuing our brotherhood and our friendship from there god we love you we honor you in jesus name we do pray amen amen as always brother it's a pleasure man hey bro thank you so much uh this has been our service of the imperfect church podcast thank you so much for tuning in uh you can find us on apple as well as spotify podcast and definitely go check out the instagram page at imperfect church podcast thank you so much for listening and uh in the words of my daughter god bless you goodbye